Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This. 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 Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode 323. This is dedicated to the world of boxing. Slightly different because you can hear a little bit of ambiance in the background because this is being recorded immediately after Lomachenko versus Campbell. We are in Nick's Hotel. Uh, We have just walked down from the O2 Arena into Nick's Hotel. We're in the bar area so you can hear people obviously having a few beers and having a little bit of a debrief. Uh, of everything. In fact, these two here, they're waving at us right now. They're proper fight disciples. They saw us a little bit earlier on. They've come down for a little bit of a chinwag and what have you. Uh, and Nick is half cut. He's getting stuck into a couple of pints. So that is the apology that I'm going to make now, right? If, you've, if, if you're listening to this and you're a little bit tender, Nick's leathered. So therefore, I've We're no kind I- of live. Which but I'm kind of, kind of drunk. It's not kind of live. It's not live. We're, we're doing it in one take is what you mean. It's not live. Yeah, but well, you are live, though. Why are you yelling? But I'm kind of drunk right now. You're absolutely leathered, mate, is what you're doing. This is what happened, right? I left you to your own devices to go and sit uh, with Kev, our competition winner. And you Top ju- low, by the way. Me and Kev are locked in. I'm, Chris- I'm going to christen his baby next week. I beg your pardon? <laughs> Should you do that? You're going to his baby's christening? No, I am the christening. What do you mean? I'm going to be like the guy who puts the baby's head in the water. What do you mean, man? You <laughs> me, can't cre- me and Kev are the word. What are you doing? Kev said, will you christen my baby? And I said, yes, I will, Kev. Just because you're fucking king of the fight disciples doesn't mean you can actually christen babies now, son. You're not Jesus or anything like that. Just saying. Mm. Anyway, introduce, introduce our friends that are around the table because there's loads of people that are going to be coming in and out of this podcast. Absolutely. Get over there. Go on. Hey, I'm Lee Costello. I'm a huge fight disciple. <laughs> I'm Neve Campbell. We're from Belfast. The, see? Nick, come on, right? I know you're leathered, but interview these people because they've travelled in from <laughs> Belfast. That's Absolutely. They, these two accosted me outside Pizza, uh, Pizza Express earlier on. They were chowing down on a margarita. They were getting stuck into that and a few Peronis. They came over. They told me that they'd met you pre-getting pissed, right? Yep. And now, obviously, find out a little bit more about them because they've flown over. Big fight night. They've come over, you see. Proper fight disciples. What do you want me to wear? Have a chat. Come on. Fucking hell. Anyway, guys, you flew in. What do you think of the fights? Yeah, amazing. It's just class to see Lama and Flesh. I mean, he's, he's, he's king, isn't he? But obviously, we've seen Lama. We knew what to expect from Lama. Were you kind of disappointed when you seen Adam Catchall for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did I know that you turned it you on know, me? He's, 
he's even balder than I thought. Here he is. <laughs> so, uh, no. I'm not joking. See, so he goes, do you know what? Like, I think he must have got a fresh shave because he's actually balder in real life. That's it, man. This is a fresh. This is a fresh trim. This today. <laughs> this. <laughs> this is straight. Listen. Real, that is really what he said on the way over here he was like I don't even think it's the right place we're going to and I was like if we see this really bald guy we'll know we're in yeah, <laughs> no, honestly, his head was so shiny and I looked at it and it how, said to me how was this round 12 finish and I, I realised then that it was like a globe you know and I could how see how was this turned in to giving me shit on my own show this is ridiculous this is fucking brilliant let's bring more find the same ones in let's get their opinions on Adam Brad, boldness. Brad, are we allowed to talk to you? Are, are, are you on official business this evening? You're working for DAZN right at this morning time. Are you allowed to talk to us or not? You can ask me questions whether or not I'll answer them. No, no, no. I don't want to ask you questions. I want your proper Brad opinion. I don't want you to go all official and speak all DAZN on me. I want you to like get stuck in. You are properly clutching at scrolls here, trying to get some friends. Friends. <laughs> Come on. Friends. Back me up. You're about as cool as me. That's the yeah, me and... Me and uh, there you go. Me and Brad had a picture tonight and we were mistaken for right, said Fred. <laughs> That's basically how that went down. You are both too sexy listen, for your shirt. So. Listen, for people that didn't attend uh, the O2 Arena and are listening to this, uh, I don't know, maybe on a Monday or a Tuesday and just thinking everybody's just getting... F- listen, you two, clear off and go and get a drink and then come back to the table, <laughs> right? Our little Irish friends that have come and joined us. No, 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 we're, we're sound. Right, don't you worry about it. He's had enough, right? He's had enough. You get yourself a, a bevy and come and join come the show. Back. Yeah. I'm going to come back to you shortly to Just for a bit embellish. of moral support. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just for when you need a little bit more. Listening back to this show, Nicholas, you're going to enjoy this on Monday when, you, when you're listening back to this. And I'm going to remind you about this week after week after <laughs> week after week. Um, I've got a l- before we get stuck into Lomachenko-Campbell, right, I've got a, a, a little bit of a problem with backseat cornermen. Now, what I mean by that is that those, those people that sit in the crowd... Now, listen, everybody's entitled to do their own thing when they're watching a fight. And I'm, this is the reason why I didn't sit next to you, because you're a bit of a backseat cornerman, right? You sit there and you start yelling instructions. Excuse me. No, you do. You start yelling instructions... Excuse me. ...to train professionals in the ring of how they Only should carry out their profession. emotionally involved. That, correct. Fair enough. I'll give you that. When you're emotionally involved, when it's Bellew fighting or Pricey fighting, that's Absolutely. when that's when you get I mean, stuck in. Or Darren Till, right? That's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. time you've done it, to be fair. However, right, tonight, me and uh, Brad, who I've just introduced you two minutes ago from the zone, um, we, we were sat next to a geezer that looks a little bit like Steven Seagal, right? The, ge- the geezer's got one of those... Li- it wasn't a full ponytail, actually. Did he just have the a ponytail? Was yeah. the ponytail real? It wasn't a full ponytail. I'd say it was real. Yeah? yeah, it was a little bum, weren't it? He put the effort in tonight. This was his night out. Yeah. But, Jesus. But he, he didn't sound like Seagal. He had full Jesus. Cockney accent, right? Now, Lomachenko, many people would say, is the best pound-for-pound fighter on the planet. Luke Campbell's up against it this evening. Luke Campbell, no question, was trying. Yeah? He was, having, he was trying his best. If you, if you can't see what's in front of you, you can't necessarily hit it. However, Fat Dave, or Steven Seagal lookalike, sat behind me, Put it on him. Put it on him. You've got to fucking hit him. Hit him. These types of instructions from, from the crowd have me in stitches at times with characters like that. What are you pausing for? Because <clears throat> I get where Steven Seagal Dave was coming from. Why? Because go for it, man. <laughs> oh, there is no tomorrow. There yeah. is no tomorrow. Hang on. The lad has spent 12 weeks in camp with top trainers, top sparring professionals, 
He's been working out a game plan of how to tackle Lomachenko. When you get in there, it might be a different type of puzzle. Yeah, fuck mate. Dave sat behind me going, put it on him, Luke. Come on, fucking, and I fucking it agree. What's the fucking matter with you, mate? Because Fat Dave slash Steven Seagal wannabe has probably never, ever, ever boxed a life in his, around in his life. However, yeah. what I will say is... Walking away from the O2 tonight, and we walked away separately. You guys were walking, I was walking. We were kind of like the reason for that is because you keep graffitiing everything. You keep sticking Fight Disciples stickers all over the place. Did you follow the stickers and all over? Yeah, it's like fucking Hansel and Gretel. That's what it's like. <laughs> sticking these stickers all the way back from the O2 Arena back to his hotel. I know exactly where you've been. You've stuck them all over the O2 Arena. I was literally sticking them everywhere. Okay, let me ask you a question then. Let me ask you a question for a change. What do you mean for a change? Did Luke Campbell, at any point during the fight tonight, Anthony had it. As in roll the dice? Anthony had it. Is that what Did you have? Eighth round against... Anthony had eighth round against... By the way, I'm pissed. Hang on. Yeah, you are pissed. And, and listen, Kovalev, at this stage of his life, compared to Lomachenko, where he's at in his career and the stature that he's got in the game of boxing, are, any, listen, are two totally different animals. Did at any point... Tonight, Luke Campbell, Anthony yard it in, in fucking pissed up single. I think, speech I, think, marks, I, whatever. think I think Luke Campbell uh, acquitted himself quite well, applied himself quite well. You, Did you, he try to win the fight at any point? I think he. I think he. When he walked to that ring, he had in his mind that he was going to win that fight. But when you get in the ring with Lomachenko, it is very, very different, mate. And he start first round. Listen, we know what happens. Lomachenko's downloading data, so he gives him the first round. He's like, go on, lad, have a little bit of a look at that. Absolutely. There you go. All right, second round, we'll make it a little bit more competitive so you know what I'm all about. Third round, he starts to take over. Fourth round, you're thinking, here we go. Right, Lomachenko's putting his foot down now. And there were several occasions during that fight where I thought Luke might go. End of the sixth, I think it was end of the seventh or the end of the eighth. You thought Luke might go. Did he go? No, he didn't go. when, when When I'm saying go, I mean get stopped by Lomachenko because at the end of the 60 it was close if there's another 10 seconds in that round he's gone uh, eighth I think it was the 11th there was a couple of occasions where you're thinking you know what I mean but Luke fair play to him he's got a massive set of stones he's, he's, he did his best to stay in the fight I thought his counter punch was actually alright a lot of it hit the gloves a lot of it hit the arms and a lot of it didn't land clean but every time Loma threw Luke stood there and tried to throw back it's not like he it's not like he didn't try Honestly, I'm not. I'm not taking the piss out of fucking Luke Campbell. Jesus Christ, the guy's an Olympic gold medalist, and he's a very worthy world title contender. My issue is the fact that at no point did I think that Luke Campbell just went fuck it, man. And, and I thought, yeah, but Anthony Crawler at one point just went fuck it, fuck it. I'll never win rounds. I'm never going to win this fight on points. Fuck it. Let's just go. Let's just open up, man. And he got and he got pinged. And maybe that's more the feel anti Crawler. Maybe it's less the feel Luke Campbell. But at no point tonight was I in any of them 12 rounds from start, round number one to round number 12, did I go, oh my God, Luke, Luke Campbell's going to do it? At no point did I do that. Yeah, that's fair. And this is, this is fucking sport, man. This is Go for it. Just yeah, like, but hang at on some point, just go for it. Yeah, but hang on. You are dealing with a freak in nature. Luke Campbell, without any question, is capable of winning a world title. Of course. Without any question. But he's fighting a freak. We're talking about... In, when we finish this game, mate, when, we, when we're retired and we're sat in our fucking little holiday yeah. homes in Ibiza with our feet Agreed. up and all that type of stuff, we're going to sit down and we're going to go, 
We saw that motherfucker live. Literally after this podcast, I will go back to my room and I will masturbate over <laughs> the fact that I've just seen Lomachenko live. I get it. I get that. Right. So, However, why, so you can't hear on him because so he's got in there and he's had a go and he's thought, fucking hell, this is a bit different. Yep. Okay, so I've spoke to Anthony Crawler and I've spoke to Sam Maxwell. Yeah. Sam Maxwell has, has fought Lamachenko twice. Yeah. twice. Yeah, yeah. Crawler's obviously fought him once. And, you know, both those guys have got no regrets because they just fucking went for it. And I think tonight, Luke Campbell, in the aftermath, will regret the fact that he didn't get knocked out, that he didn't get stopped, that he didn't go for it, that he didn't just roll a dice, that he didn't just go, you know what, fuck it, man. Because there is no tomorrow. This the guy is the best guy of this generation. He's the best boxer right here, right now. Like Anthony Yard, I swear to God, like Anthony Yard in Russia, goes the deepest, darkest Russia, and he goes, you know what, fuck it, man. In the eighth round, empty everything. And know what? In the ninth, he's got nothing left. He's got nothing to go forward with, but it doesn't fucking matter. But at no point tonight did, it, did Luke Campbell do that. And I, listen, I, who the fuck am I to, to discuss whether Luke Campbell should or should not go for it? But I think Luke Campbell will forever, for the rest of his life, go, I should have just went for it. I should have just emptied the tank. should have just threw every fucking shot I had in the book to go for it. Because worst case scenario, I get stopped by Lomachenko. And that didn't happen. And ultimately, Luke Campbell, for me, was never in the fight from start to finish. At no point did he gamble. But maybe he couldn't. Maybe you get in there. He couldn't. And you, said, you see this guy do his thing. I mean, I was lucky enough to be quite close to the action. And I said to, to, to Brad, who was sat next to me, the amount of fence that this guy throws, that a different fence every single time, every single one, like a double fence, a, a yeah. short fence, a, a backward step fence. You're thinking, what is he doing? I have never seen any fighter do that, ever do that. So if you're in there and you're seeing it and you're going, right, he's done that, so next time when he does that, he's gonna do something else. But then what he'll do, he'll stick something else on the top of the fence the next time round and you're thinking, fucking, I can't work him out. How can you work him out? And I get that, but you must, you must realize that after five or six rounds of doing that, of realizing that, and 12 weeks of camp of going, this is Lomachenko, he's gonna do some things I don't wanna do, I don't wanna see, I've never seen before. At some point you've just gotta go, fuck it man. All right then, on that then. Kitchen sink, well, let's hang just on, go for Hang it. on, there's been, there's been guys that have been in with Lomachenko that have won double Olympic gold medals in Rigon Dow. Yeah. You've seen Nicholas Walters get in with him, you've seen other guys get in with him that have bottled it, that have gone, fuck this shit, and walked away. Luke Campbell didn't do that. Did he fuck? No, I absolutely didn't do that. But what was the point of staying in there to do the full 12, right? So, so are, you kind of giving, are you giving him more credit because he managed the last 12 rounds? Or are you giving Nicholas Walters less credit because he didn't? Because he quit? Yeah, 100% that he quit. That he fucking threw the towel in and walked away. Luke Campbell never threw the towel in. He, 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 he stared the distance. And in my opinion, so what? he was constantly trying in his head thinking... I just need to hit him once. I need, I need to get him once to get him going a little bit. He never got the opportunity to do that because Lomachenko's a freak of nature and he's that good. And I get it. Uh, listen, I'm fucking bought in. I'm fully bought in. However, at no point did he cash his chips in. From start to finish, Luke Campbell entered that ring tonight knowing full well that he was the underdog, knowing full well that all the odds were against him, knowing full well that no one expected him to win rounds. So when you're six, seven, eight rounds down, mm -hmm. Surely at some point you just go, you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm just going to empty it. I'm just going to throw left hands, right hands. I'm going to do whatever I can to try and throw this guy off because I'm never going to win on points. So you'd be more satisfied if he got sparked. 
I would rather see I would rather see Luke Campbell. Same thing happened to Crawler that happened to Luke Campbell. Because Crawler will wake up tomorrow like he did for this for this whole fight. Anthony Crawler will go. I, I wasn't good enough, and on on my day I rolled the dice and he pinged me. As soon as I opened up, he pinged me, and that was it. It was just too good for me on my day. But I think Luke Campbell will come away from today and go. But I didn't actually roll the dice today. If they rolled the dice, maybe, maybe. And, and for me, that will always stick with Rob Cam uh, Luke Campbell. He should have just fucking went for it, man. I, I would rather have seen him carried out after eight rounds of losing. Because I struggled to give him two or, two or three rounds. He was miles behind. This is not a normal world title fight. This is not Richard Comey. This is not fucking Devin Haney or... You know, your boy, Tiafimo yeah. Lopez. This is the greatest pound-for-pound boxer of this generation. Everyone's getting excited about him. Everyone's talking about him. So this is not a normal conversation in terms of, oh, well, you know, if I'm a few rounds behind, I'll try this, I'll try that. You know you're going to be in behind. You know this guy is something different. Go for it. Roll a dice. Do something completely different. And, that, it, and for me, Luke didn't do that. At no point did he do that. It, it felt like he was happy to go to 12 rounds. It felt like he was happy to lose on points. And fucking hell, Luke! I could have, I, I could have, I could have scored that for you yesterday. You're right. I'll tell you something. That Stella's got to you, hasn't it? It's got you. You and Kev, our competition winner, Kev. Right? You've been on yeah, the man. fucking steam all day, you two, haven't you? Listen, I'm. It's a good job. Bits. There's one professional on this particular yeah, show. Yeah. I'm tanked a bit. I ain't gonna apologise for it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, talk to me about your your, your night out with Kev, anyway, because I'm sure that people want to know about well, that. Fucking hell. Go on. So. So we find our seats first and foremost. So Buatzi's on at this point. For those that don't know this, right, basically what happened? Nick didn't want to work this week. This is what happened, right? He said to me, I don't want to work. I want to enjoy Lomachenko week. I don't want to be going to a fight. I don't want to have to make notes. I don't have to be watching it analytically. I just want to fucking enjoy myself. I said, well, one of us has to cover it because it's the fucking biggest thing that's happening in the UK. But then so you said, okay, so press passes are limited so we can get two ringside good tickets 150 pound each good seats we can get them we'll competition prize one and i was like deal me in i'm in there i'll do i'll do the competition thing i'll be honest and this is not being offensive to you but it probably is most fight disciples want to meet me not you and that's a fact i believe you know, so so we're with, with a couple of the guys now and they obviously wanted to meet me more than you and that's a fact mm. that's that's fine so we kind of dealt that into the equation and it was all right. You, you are absolutely clambering for a live show, aren't you? <laughs> Just so you can play to an audience. <laughs> That's all you want to do. So anyway, yeah. we get in there and we, you know, we had maybe seven beers and then we, we walked down to our seats. So Joe Cordina's just hang finished. On, hang on. you've skipped over so much there, right? What you've done, we've gone and met a lot of people is what we did oh, originally. Oh yeah, that was amazing, by the way. And that you forgot weird. about that bit. Basically, yeah, yeah. what happened is this. I'll tell you because I'm a little bit more sober than you. Uh -huh. So what happened was this. We ag agreed to meet at a certain time at a bar inside the O2 Arena. Why did we meet at Las Iguanas? Because that's the first meeting that me and you ever had in the Las Iguanas. First time me and Adam ever had a beer together was in Las Iguanas in Liverpool. Bizarrely. There you go. So, 
So tonight we decided, like, we'll meet everyone in Las Iguanas at the O2. There you go. We had a few beers. Yes. It was sound. Now, Nick turned up with his pop-up shop, so he's brought his stickers and his badges and his socks and his T-shirts and his hoodies, and you're flogging it to every man and his well, dog. Well, gone, by the way. Bloody listen, and you've got rid of a lot of them, haven't you? Okay. I mean, the people that are sat around us right at this moment in time, our lovely friends from Belfast, are currently badged up to the tits. You know what <laughs> I mean? Branded. That's what. That's what. That's where they're at. So we've had a few beers with everybody. We've met a few people that listen to the show. And if you were part of that, thank you. Honestly, genuinely, thanks for coming down, having a bit of a bevy. I genuinely love those type of environments where we can just chat. You have your opinion. We have our opinion. We're all in it together. Nick then, all of a sudden, thinks that it's the fucking Nick Pete show is what it is, right? He sprayed a couple of sprays of Paco Rabanne behind his ears and you're aware then, aren't you? Strutting down like John Travolta sunshine, meeting the people thinking that you're Conor McGregor. Anyway. Off your trot with Kev, our competition winner, by the way. Absolutely. Who won the other ticket for you to be able to sit in the crowd with somebody else. So, yep. off you go. Go on. So, we, we got in just as Joe Cordina was finishing, just before Boazzi, I think, was on after Cordina. Yeah. So, we get in there, and, and we're literally pissed. Is <laughs> yeah, what yeah. you were. Well, we're pissed, yeah, yeah. And then Boazzi was sensational. Boazzi wins in fine style. And as he won, as he got the finish over Ryan Ford, we kind of, like, jumped up. So there's a guy two rows behind us went, and I don't mean to be culturally offensive here, but he went, you better fucking sit down, yeah, 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 yeah. He was Irish, obviously. You can tell by the accent. <laughs> and I went... I apologise to our Belfast friends here because that is the worst <laughs> accent I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, hey, 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 sit down, yeah, hey, 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 hey. So I turned around, man. As you do, I went, fuck off, you Irish bastard. No, you didn't. Say no, I didn't. That. I didn't know that. that. I was obviously politically correct. Politically, I went, calm down, you Irish, beautiful man. Why are you, ye- I why went, you the yelling over. down the microphone? The why fight's you- over. It, it's fine. He's won. He's over. We, we're only jumping up because he's won. I'm going to stop you for a minute, right? Because I'm loving this show right now. This is Because this is now portraying me as the nice one, right? You're the one that's coming across as a bit of a cunt. I'm going to be honest. Like a racist? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Carry on. So, his comeback was... Hurry, 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 hurry. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. You couldn't hear him. You couldn't understand him, right? Well, yeah. So and he was getting aggressive with you. You basically kicked... You and our competition winner Kev. kicked off with about six or seven gypsies. That's so, basically what happened, yeah? So, basically, we said, let's go outside and settle this now. To a competition winner. Lads, just, well, lads just got a fucking free night out, right? He's come for a few beers. Kevin, he wants to see the greatest fight. Listen, you're not even going to see the greatest fighter on the planet because you're on I'll the scrap outside. Me and Kev, the competition winner, were scuffling with gypsies. Is that what you want to hear? That's what I want to hear. That's yeah. what you want to hear? Yeah. So we were scuffling in the aisle. You know, left elbow, right elbow, whatever. It, listen, it got heated, whatever. And then we, we went into the foyer. And this then is what I like about you. Whatever. This is true shit. This is genuinely what happened. So wh- why are you brushing over it, you fucking animal? So we got outside. It was, it was fine. And then this young guy turned up who, look, who looked like, I'll be honest, like a good-looking version of Tommy Fury. <laughs> like Tommy Fury, Tommy but He's a good-looking lad. I know, but like a handsome gypsy version. <laughs> he is a gypsy version. Tommy Fury is part of that crew. So imagine Tommy Fury. Yeah. Now imagine a gypsy who's <laughs> handsome. Tommy Fury, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> okay, so it was basically Tommy Fury. But a small version or a big, big version? Well, he was big because he came out and he went, 
Oh, is this my dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. My dad, yeah, 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 yeah. For, yeah. The, for the purpose of this story, he's obviously six foot six. He's probably no about shit. five foot six. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weapon. He's bigger than me. Right. Wait a minute. My dad, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you cause a fight, motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I went, whoa, whoa. Tommy Fiore's younger, better-looking brother. Take it easy. Your old man is out of fucking order. And we had this whole conversation. And to be fair, he accepted his old man was out of order. And, uh, but he fancied a tangle anyway. But he, he wanted a fight anyway. So we were like, let's go outside. And there was... Listen, it got messy. Yeah. But it got sorted. And then ironically, Ooh. we went back in for the Huey Fiore fight. And I was like... You, okay. sat with, you sat with him, did you, for that? Well, we were like, these guys are a proper Fury family. Not a, not a fucking, you know. Listen, don't slag anybody up. You, we know the Fury family, right? So just be careful what you're saying. So not to tag the, Hu- the Fury family in with gypsies from Ireland who love a fight. But, like, they just wanted a fight. So I said, let's go back in then. We'll have a proper fight in the stands. Because <laughs> me and Kev, Kev was up for it. Kev was like proper up for it. Can I just Although to be fair to listen, Kev, I don't listen, think he's ever had a fight you, before. If, if, you, if you ever see a competition that we run on any of our social media platforms again, and it involves sitting next to this prick, don't enter it. Because this, right. is, this is what might happen. Anyway, after Huey Fiori, they all fucked off. They went in the right seats anyway. Fucking typical gypsies. <laughs> What are you gonna do? <laughs> Come on! Yeah, there's more of there's more fight disciples <laughs> rocking up mid show. This is what we like you to see. The fight! We had the fight. You missed he, it. Listen, listen, he's, listen. Sit down. Try and try your best to enjoy these conversations. He's half cut, so you might not even know what he, he's even bloody saying. Can I just point out as well? I'm actually quite looking forward to uh, to Esau coming back. She's supposed to be stopping in this hotel. He's our mate, our lawyer, right? Now, I've, obviously. Esau I'll get Foster sent me some naked pictures because you never it. know. The, stop it. Esau is uh, somebody that you've probably heard of on several occasions on our show. She met up with us for a little bit of a drink earlier on uh, and she was in great spirits. Obviously, she gives me shit, but it's you that's obviously now causing, causing half the ag. What Esau has agreed to do... Okay. And to be fair, she agreed to do it within four rounds. If Lomachenko won in four rounds, she's agreed that she agreed to get a Fight Disciples tattoo. Yes. Is what she agreed to do. Now, for those that don't know, you've never seen this look before. Uh, she's heavily tattooed anyway. So, one more. Yeah? Did you not know? I didn't know. Genuinely, she got, she got tattooed. She's probably got as many as you. She's got no... Her arms aren't done. She's a lawyer. She's got to fucking do it in parts of her body where she can... Hello. Put, put clothes on. Hello, Mrs. Cattle. That's it. You've got to know this shit, haven't you? <laughs> anyway. I didn't know that. She's agreed to have a Fight Disciples tattoo, which we're now going to hold her to because she, we filmed it yes. and all that type of stuff and she's agreed to do it. So hopefully she's going to rock up on this uh, podcast so we can, uh, we can get stuck in. Listen, I'll tell you what I want to talk about. Maurizio Sullivan. That's who I want to talk about tonight. Man's walking around like Vince McMahon thinking it's fucking WWE overturning decisions. The right thing to do or not. Why are you looking at me like that? You don't think it's the right thing to do? Listen. He smacked him on the deck, mate. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. Come on. I'm a massive Charlie Edwards fan. We all wanted Charlie Edwards to win. But we knew he was up against it as well. Martinez turned up. He was the better fighter. He beat the shit out of Charlie Edwards, let's be honest. 
Yeah. Charlie Edwards was down. Yes, it was a low blow. Yes, he was on the floor. Hang yes. On. No, no, forget the low blow. The lad's led on the deck and he hit him. How many seconds was he down for before he whacked him? At least three. Right, so you're telling me that that's fucking sound. Your Listen, mate, this, you're only defending this because your mate was the referee. That's the only reason you're defending it. Your pals had a fucking shocker. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm gutted for Mark because this was Mark Lyson's first ever world title fight. Yeah. So I'm devastated another. for Mark. He's Mark's not getting another, is he? Because it didn't, it, it didn't work out the way it should do. However, Charlie Edwards got battered for the entire fight. It's a good word, that. Battered's a good word. He battered him. Mark, as we all feared, Martinez was too physical, too strong, too aggressive. And if he'd not hit him when he... He, 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 he looked like he was about to finish him anyway. Mate, there's no way that Charlie was turning that fight around. There's no need to hit him while he was on the deck. I he agree. fucked up. The kid fucked up. I agree. And the thing that's going to happen now, right, there's no way Charlie's going to take that rematch. He's going to move up in weight. He's going to fuck What's it off and then crack on in the next weight division. So the only good thing is Martinez will probably fight for the vacant belt and he should become world champion because he was the better fighter tonight. Yeah. And we love, we love Charlie Edwards a bit. We've had him on this show. He's a fucking diamond. And I was hoping he might have held on to his title tonight. But he wasn't good enough. Martinez was the better fighter. He deserved... I'm gutted to be honest that Martinez has got to fly back to Mexico without a world title belt because he was the better fighter. He deserved to win. The low blow was just over-angst. He got carried away. He threw that shot. There was no need to throw it. He yeah. was winning anyway. Yeah. And he'd have probably finished the fight in that round. And to be honest, are you alright with Maurizio going full Vince McMahon? No? Fuck Maurizio, he's a, he's an asshole. <laughs> There's no reason for the WBC to get involved like that. And to be fair, it's just made, in the fight. It's their world it's title. Mark Lighton, the referee, exposed even more that they've gone like, yeah, we're calling this a fucking no contest. That was his first world title fight. Like, we've had yeah, but Maurizio doesn't show. know that. Maurizio doesn't know that at that particular time. He's fuck watching Maurizio. the video. He's, no, no, never mind. Fuck Maurizio. He's looking at the VT and he's going, mate, that's a fucking shocker. It's a shocking decision. I've seen it. Like, I'm sat there three rows back. I can see that the kid's on the deck and he's hitting three seconds after. The yeah. referee stood next to him. How's he not seen it? Come on, man. But, well, okay, flip it then. So, Mark Lyson's missed the fact that he's hit him on the ground. Yes. He doesn't miss it then. He catches it. He, hits, he spots it and goes, right, okay, I'm disqualifying you now. Yeah. Are you happy that um, Charlie Edwards is still WBC champion? Because Mar Martinez got disqualified for that low blow. Are you happy with that? For the state of that low blow, yeah. Because it was about, he was on the deck for three seconds before he fucking hit him. That's a long time. The kid, you can genuinely look. If, when you look at the slow-mo, you look at him. He sees him down and then throws the shot. Nah. What do you mean, nah? He throws the shot. I disagree. I, I, I think he was unloading. He was down. He's and down. he was committed to the finish. This is, now. Listen, this is fight sports, Mate, man. He, this is not fucking no, 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 no. Listen, tiddlywinks. Listen, right. You're going to get hit. No, no, no. Right. For example, we've, we've talked about people getting whacked on the buzzer, right? So you're mid-combo. So you're mid-combo, buzzer goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you throw that right hook and bang. You can forgive that. So you think Martin because you're mid-combo. You're down, I'm going to hit you anyway. Yeah. He didn't cheat. Didn't, didn't have to cheat. He'd fucked Charlie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd Charlie he's, Edwards. He's down. Fucking walk to the neutral corner. Because he's down. The count's just about to exactly. come in. Exactly. So there was nothing. He didn't deliberately go out to go. Take, get that stitch. So why throw it? Done. Why throw the shot? Because the adrenaline was running through him. He's, he's about to become world champion in London. He's from fucking Mexico. He fucked up. He's committed to that moment. Is it a disqualification does he shot? Does being disqualified for that? No, I yeah. don't think he does. Yeah, he does. No. Why does he it? not? What do you think? Disqualification? Oh, man. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I agree with you. I don't think he should have been. I, I, it was bad, and the crowd agreed it was bad. But I think he'd get carried away. And it so what you're saying then? Point deduction. It's definitely something. It's definitely something. Qualification, but I agree with what you're saying. I think he was bad. No disqualification for me. So, you know, just by lying what people just said, <laughs> that's because you just, favor. just bought everybody he beer. Didn't deserve to, see, to be disqualified. Right, it was 50 50, let's be honest. People are split. Point deduction then? There's got to be some retribution to that shot. Absolutely. A point deduction, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's what it should have been. But, I, but you know what? I haven't seen the replay though. And you know, listen. That's we've had you're fucking, we've had you can't see. Can we've you had, see them screens? I can't even fucking see you. <laughs> we've had Mark on this show, and Mark's an absolute diamond. And Mark is committed his entire life to boxing. He's not a Teddy Edwards cunt. He's fucking just a, a, a joke. Like he, he'd Who? be devastated. Who? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Who? The fucking Voldemort. Who? Teddy O'Connor. You said Teddy Edwards then. Did two I? minutes. Yeah, you're naming people that don't even Voldemort. fucking exist because I don't like to name them anyway. Voldemort. But I just think that he will go... Like, Mark will be devastated. I know that. I know what it was his first world title fight and it ended with of controversy. Course. Of course he's been... Of course he'd be devastated. And of course, WBC overruling his decision will devastate him. Of course it will. But I, I don't think the right person... Charlie Edwards will go to bed tonight. We'll look at the winner before he goes to bed. Look at that WBC belt and he will know he's not the WBC champion. Martinez is a better fighter. He deserves to be, take the belt back to Mexico. I don't think anybody's disagreeing that. But at the end of the day, he did dig him on the deck. He fucked it up. The kid fucked up. This is not fucking... What? Pillow fights. <laughs> this, is, this is boxing, man. Uh, talk to me about Bawatsi, because I know you're a massive fan. Did you, uh, did you get excited for the next step? of his, uh, his progression off the back of that performance tonight. I, di I did because I thought Ryan Ford turned up. I thought Ryan Ford looked excellent. I over Ryan them overhand rides look, look all right, didn't uh, they? Them overhand rides. Hang on a minute. Wait a fucking minute. Like Oi, wait a minute. Belfast, what are you doing there, right? This is bloody copyright. You can't be starting to film and, and do what shit. What are you doing? I was taking a picture. What? I think that was the question they were asking. What are you doing there now? She's bloody filming all sorts of stuff. Where's that going? outrageous, this. It is, isn't it? Got copyright on this stuff, mate. She doesn't care. Zero fucks given over there. Because she needed to take photos of me watching the boxing. Uh, candid shots. Candid shots. Right? right? We were skint, right? And I go, we, me and Lee were like, well, we'll go to Lomachenko. And we're like, no, we'll mess up. We're skint. He listened to your podcast. Yeah. And was like, no. <laughs> the lads are saying this is a once. A, I'm not joking. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. That's right. This is like Muhammad Ali. Yes. We're never going to see him in the UK again. Like, like unless we go to Vegas and spend fucking thousands. We're like, we need to go. We're like, right, we'll go. That's and it. And that's why we're here. And then we met you lads. I like the fact that you're easily led uh, as well. You've just gone straight in. Oh, it's 60 Well, pretty much, yeah, yeah. We all, I'll be honest as well, just, just to kind of piss on our parade. After seeing tonight, after seeing 17, 18,000 sell out the O2 Arena for Lomachenko. Yeah. He doesn't do that in America. He does four or five thousand. He, he's coming back, mate. He will be. I think he'll be based here. I think Lomachenko could be based in the UK. I think he could fight three times a year. We or met. There were a few Ukrainians behind us, and they were like, "You hear Sporting Campbell?" And we were like, "No, Lama." And they were like, "Really, really?" And they were so surprised. Like, "Where are you from?" We're like, "We're Irish." And they were like, "No, really?" We were like, "Yeah, lads, yeah. we love it." And then we got like pictures of the Ukrainian flag and stuff. Like, they can't believe the, the support worldwide 
for Lama where like, he's the best Listen, Uncle Bob saw them fucking numbers, man. And mate, he's like, I'm telling you now, we I think Lomachenko, to England. Lomachenko could be based out of the UK moving forward. Like, fuck AJ, fuck. This could be the one. <laughs> like, fuck AJ. AJ's Look finished. at him. Look at this finished. man now. You are the man that pays the majority of our wage for the last God knows how long. No, and probably, no, no, hopefully, no, 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 no. hopefully from December onwards, a few more years yet. Wait, you're like going, I've told fuck you him. before. No one pays my mortgage like Conor McGregor pays my mortgage. Fair point. <laughs> That's just life. That's just fucking life. You know what I mean? But I think Lomachenko, based out of the UK, selling out the O2 Arena, selling out Manchester Arena. That is legit. He's doing 5,000 seats in New York, Madison Square Garden, An in the small here. room. Yeah. And yet he's coming here and, do, and selling out fucking the O2 Arena. I'm telling you, this could be something huge. And I think that's kind of a problem tonight when I was like, why didn't Luke Campbell just fucking go for it? Because I, I, are you back on him? I wanted him shit to again? see Lomachenko light the place up. I wanted to see him steal a moment because tonight he could have become a bigger star in the UK than Anthony Joshua. I truly believe that. I truly believe it. Loma. Loma could have, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. But, you know, how many fighters have we spoke to over the years like Luke Campbell, like Bellew, like Hay, like whoever, who've had so much experience that can go... I can get through rounds with anyone. Can't win rounds, but I can get through rounds. And I felt like tonight, Luke Campbell got through rounds. He didn't try to win rounds, he got through rounds. And ultimately, Lomachenko suffered by that. All right, fair enough. I'll take that. Do you want to talk about anything else? Or do you just, just want to go on, drink uh, your drink? I'd like to talk about... Um, go, I'll tell you what, this is going to be interesting, right? I'll shut up now. You dictate the rest of the programme. Okay. Because okay. normally I'm j I'll just tell you what the crack is, but go on, you do it. Okay, so, Chibi Fiori. Yeah. Lovely kid. <laughs> Lovely kid. Not a boxer. Not a boxer. Is that it? Find a new job. <laughs> I've got a carpet that needs fitting on my stairs. Get Chibi in. Landscaping. I could do with a lovely... I know what I want doing with the garden. Yeah. Landscaping, I paving. I harsh, mate, yeah. Crazy paving. He's for you, exactly. <laughs> You've had one tango with, with, with a few travellers and now you're all over it, aren't you? Listen, the kid just needs to engage, is what he needs to do. He's 24 years of age. I mean, if you look at his fight with Parker, he didn't engage. He boxed well, he didn't engage, and therefore no. not got the decision. He had a nasty cut against Pulev, which probably took his mind off a lot of the performance for at least four or five of those rounds before he got back into the fight. Tonight, you're looking at it. I mean, to be fair, we watched it from the concourse because you called it the beer fight, didn't you? You went, right, come on. Charlie Edwards has just fucked up. Let's get upstairs for a bevy. That's basically how you rolled. That's because exactly you went, it's going to go 12 rounds. It'll bore the shit out of us. And to be fair, for those that watched it, that's exactly what the crack was. However... He just doesn't get. He doesn't dig, dig his toes in. Come on, man! You've got. He's, that's all he's got to do because the kid can box. For you to say, start rolling carpet or landscape gardening or whatever, I think it's a little bit harsh. The kid can box. He just needs to engage Listen, in the fight. If my boy Nas was here, he would say he doesn't know boxing. He needs to give it up. If you can box, find you can another box. job. That's it, isn't it? Those who can box can box. He I think he can box. He just doesn't engage. 
He will, he will never break through that next level. This was his massive opportunity to sign him with Eddie Hearn, sign him in Matchroom, step it up. Let's see what you do. Have you just spilled your beer everywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, carry on. So Jeez. it's all right. We're still right. recording. We're still live. And this was his massive opportunity. But I think most people that went to the O2 tonight knew that the beer opportunity was Huey Fury against Pavekin. It was always going to be boring. It was always going to be 12 rounds. Fury is not exciting. Like, like Tyson. Like we love Tyson to bits for everything he does outside the ring. When he actually gets in the ring, he's boring as fuck. Fury's are. That's just their fighting style. The difference here is Huey Fury boxes with that boring Fury style. And yet he doesn't even do enough to win the rounds. He needs to find a new, new job. He needs to move on. It's over for Right, him. I think you're being nice. I'm going to speak to a man now, right, that has beaten a Corley amateur level, yeah? Yeah? That's what we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll blag this. We'll blag this. I'm only missing. Tell me about Huey Fury. Your opinion on Huey Fury. Uh, he boxed at the same amateur gym as me, Gloves ABC. And I've done, I've done countless rounds with Huey Fury and the, the kid can box. He's junior world gold. Uh, like you said, I, I do agree, he doesn't engage. And he's got that style where he doesn't sit on his shots. He boxes on the back foot, which is rare for an heavyweight. And he doesn't seem to carry that power. Same as Tyson doesn't. But he, and he's only 16 stone as well, which for his size is not, it's not that heavy, is it, for an heavyweight? No. But I, I think the kid can box. I've, I've sparred with him and he... Jabs, I mean, I'm shite, but he jabbed my head off all, all night. You know what I mean? I've seen him do it to countless lads in the gym, and a kid can box. But maybe he's a gym fighter under the lights. I don't know, but he, uh, he's a good boxer. Definitely. He's only 24, man. He's 24 years. I know he's been around since what? Oh, you were just saying there, you had a knock win when you were 16, 17 years of age, something like that. By the way, this geezer is responsible for our glossary. That's who. Ever seen, ever seen Huey pull off trigger? Wait a minute. Do you remember the glossary where we had a little uh, a diary of fight disciples language just to, dis you know, do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, This yeah, is yeah, the man yeah, responsible yeah. for it, all right? My so man. he's been talking about of all, the, all the, stitch that and all that type of stuff. Yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. guy that's responsible for it. Now, go on. You just asked me, have I ever seen him pull the trigger? Have you ever seen Hugh Fury pull the trigger? Not in a big fight, no. Exactly. Is that it? So what's the point? So what you, you, you're telling him to go and fucking landscape what's garden because he doesn't pull the trigger in big fights. What's the difference between him and, say, fucking Tom Stalker, then? Tell me the difference. Tom Stalker's a lightweight. Yeah, okay. Tom Stalker's a lightweight. He's not a puncher. He captained England to, to the Olympic Games, won so many amateur medals. He obviously works for MTK now. He's come over. He tried the pro game, got beat by very much domestic-level opposition, didn't have it in his locker, wasn't good enough. What's the difference? Tell me what the difference is between Tom Stalker and Huey Fury. Tell me. There isn't. Exactly. That's what you're saying now. Pack it in. Pack it in at 24. Wait, I've got a fucking garden that leads landscaping there. <laughs> and that's not, a, that's not a gypsy thing. I genuinely just mean I could do with some heavy metal to lift those flags. That's fucking tight, that. That's tight. Am Listen. I right or am I wrong? I, I, just, I just don't know where Huey Fury goes from here. Mm. He, he's took, listen, he's took massive fights. He's 24. All, all his objectives, all these things that you can build in support of him are great. He's been on the road. Pulev, Pavekin now, fucking uh, Joseph Parker. He's been on the road. He's been against it. He's only 24. He's done this. He's done that. At some point, you just got to go. He doesn't punch hard enough to be a heavyweight. He doesn't gauge enough to be a heavyweight. He's not exciting enough to be a heavyweight. Right. At some point, you just got to draw the line and go, it's not for you, kid. 
It's not for you. Right. I don't think it's for him. Okay, I'll take that. Uh, listen, our boy from the zones here, uh, and he's just uh, has it has it been officially announced now that uh, Chisora's on that undercard of the uh, Taylor stuff? He's nodding away. He's nodding away. Give it him. Parker's on the undercard of Pro Grey Taylor's World Boxing Super Series final. There you go. Right. So you saw in the ra- in the ring tonight they announced Taylor Progray, uh, which is going to be October 26th at the O2 Arena. Everybody's buzzing for that because that's an absolute fucking world class fight. Undercard. Parker versus Chisora. What else was on there? There were a couple of other fights that were uh, on there as well. Uh, My man Brad. And Akoli's on there as well. Oh, there there you go. October 26th. Yes, sir. We're back at the O2 Arena. We'll be doing a podcast from here then. Yes, sir. I can't wait. It's good to see Progre get back into that World Boxing Super Series for that uh, world title unification. It is, but... Listen, the whole thing about the Josh Taylor thing, right? And I've said this on a couple of occasions this week. It's like... Nobody wants to have a fucking proper cra- scrap with him because Branchik tried to pull out of the World Boxing Super Series and wanted more money to get in the ring with him. Taylor put it on him and ended up becoming world champion. Progress has done the exact same thing. I think that's a fucking world-class fight. It's a proper world-class I, I fight. Don't, I don't think that's about Josh Taylor, though. You think it's about the World Boxing Super Series? It's about Series? the Duvers. The Duvers don't want to be... Both those guys are signed with the Duvers, aren't they? So. Ludabella. Ludabella, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's more of a Ludabella thing rather than a... We're, we're afraid to fight fucking Josh Taylor, of course. Like, I was with uh, Robbie Davis Jr. and he's like desperate to fight the winner of that fight. It's an amazing fight. I you think maggots. Those two guys fighting each other is amazing. I think to spin out of that to look at Josh Taylor or or uh, who's our boy? Oh fucking hell, Catchell. Yeah. Jack Catchell, of course, as well. There's an amazing fight. He's, he's waiting for fighters. Ramirez, mate. He's, he's second in line because it's going to be WBC mandatory first, WBO mandatory will come second. He'll be fighting Ramirez, mate. Well, then Jack's going to go to the US and fight on an undercard to bring Ramirez Don't you defend worry. the belt. Don't you so. worry, my boy will take him. Don't you worry. Yeah, man. <laughs> Jack will win it as well. I'd love to see Jack Castle versus Robbie Davis Jr. Yeah, next year or for the world title. Listen, That'd be amazing. It's an exciting division and it's an exciting division Josh here in Taylor Britain. As well. I think Progress at the moment looks like the monster in that the weight class, but I think Josh Taylor on his day can beat Hang anyone. On. You th- you think Progress is more of a monster than Josh Taylor? Because yeah. I think Ramirez is the most no. the, the most fearful. I, th- I, I think Progress is the is the danger man. Progress is the fucking listen. If I was walking down a dark alleyway, I would bump into Josh Taylor. I would shake his hand. I would tuck him into bed. If I was walking down a dark alleyway and Regis Progress was coming towards me, I'd be like, okay, it's on. Tapman. Right, okay. It's going to go off. Yeah. And I get fucked. Well, obviously. Yeah, you probably will get fucked up. But anyway, <laughs> October 26th, them two are having a bit of a do. Yeah. World title unification, and it's good to see as well that Parker. Yeah, yeah. Parker Chisora is an interesting fight. It's a interesting. That's the word. It is interesting. In- interesting fight. It it's is a, interesting. It's a nice, cold main fight. Yeah? It's interesting because there's Chisora in it, and Chisora is always in exciting fights, and obviously, I'm a. Massive Dave Caldwell fan. I know you think he's shit as a coach, but I, I obviously think he's a massive, yeah. brilliant, fantastic coach. And I think him and Chisora are going to do amazing things Why together. Why are you trying to throw me under the bus with Dev? Because you always take the piss out of Dave Caldwell fighters. That's just your makeup, Who? Who? Jordan Gill. Take the piss out of? I haven't taken the piss but out you of You know, him. play them down. Jordan Gill. Anthony Fowler, Tony Bellew. This is the only one that's ever worked with, Adam, with, uh, with Dave Caldwell. You've basically played down. Have I? That's all I'm saying. 
That's all I'm saying. Right. All I'm saying <clears> is, I think Doug Caldwell's a phenomenal coach. Right. And is uh, making amazing things happen. Okay. You can tell you've had a skinful tonight, you, aren't you? <laughs> you are flying this evening. <clears throat> uh, listen, we're having a little bit of a trip to uh, Abu Dhabi next week. Uh, so for those that are listening to um, the show right this morning in time, probably expecting to finish this nonsense and flip over to our MMA show, it isn't going to be available for you until, until, until Nick arrives in Abu Dhabi. I get out there Monday, you get out there Wednesday, so this might be available for you early doors Just Thursday morning. Just in time morning. To, for the Red Hot Chili Peppers live, apparently. Uh, listen, I'm not getting involved. Mm. It is what it is. Fair enough, mate. It is what it is. Listen, I think we should uh, wrap up now. These uh, lovely people uh, are probably bored of us talking into microphones and probably want to have normal conversation uh, around the table, which I think is uh, only fair. Or unless you want to say something else, you probably want to sell something at your fucking shop that you've been bringing well, down to the O2 Arena, I'll be you? honest, the Fight Disciples shop is fucking smashing it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I know. FightDisciplesStore.com. What are you after now? Hang on, what? All right, you're, hang on. Hoodies. The, the young lass badges, from Belfast there, just one second. Stickers. She, she pulled the top, but she was showing me the badge. I thought she was saying that we maybe should bring out a bra line or something like, like that. Red That's what I thought we were going to be bra. doing, yeah. One. He gave me a badge. I showed my tits. I was like, woo! No, no, no. It's no, I thought you were insinuating some type of line, like a, line that you like wanted a, us to do. A tip flash yeah, yeah. scenario. So, well, hang on. I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know if he's shown you this. Do, do, do you want to show? So, Nick has got a prototype on at this moment in time. The Fight Disciples weighing keks. The weighing. That's it. Nick, it helps if you speak into the microphone at this point. You've, you've designed a, undies. That's it. You've designed a prototype called the Tunde Undays. There you go. So we've got socks. Nick's got a prototype of undies. And uh, our Belfast friends want uh, a prototype of, uh, uh, of bras as well. Um, thank you very much uh, for listening to us. Yeah, man. Next time we speak, we'll be in uh, Abu Dhabi. Will you be sober? Probably not. <laughs> there you go. Uh, make sure you come and join. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you can get us uh, all over social media. You can get us on iTunes as well. <laughs> He's put the fucking microphone down and just cracked on, haven't you? We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.